1: There's knowing how to play the game. And then there's knowing how the game is played. We're the second part. Some call it strategy, but we just call it The the edge. Come and get it. Your trusted source for gaming, odds, and more. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network.
2: Here we go. Sportsbook Radio. From the KSHB Studios in Las Vegas, Brian Blessing, Stevie Slapshot, Bruce Moss is going to join us this hour. It is a Golden Knights game day. So that means there's a lot of stuff in play around here. If you're going the game, if you're not going the game, swing by terribles at some point. today. get gas, a coffee, a soda, whatever? Spin the wheel. The $1,000 VGK game day giveaway is out there for you. They'll feed you good. It's a Tuesday, John Smith Subs. You don't even need the hat trick special. Buy one sub, get one free. And Adam S. Cutner, when they're on the power play on social media, on Twitter, you get a chance to win tickets to a future Golden Knights game. So, most days, Stevie, we do the first hour in the production studio here at KSHP for Series 204, Sports Grid Radio Network. Then we come into the main studio. And our pal Justin's good good guy. Great guy. Produces TC Martin show. Buddy, we come in here. I mean, he's he's doing the right thing, but he did the, the pine saw thing. I said, throughout this whole pandemic, you and I, we were in here every day during the pandemic, right? We were we were one of the lucky few correct that were able to get out of the house. But we were like two months into it. I said, COVID's not gonna get me pine saw is. <laughs> It, it doesn't bother me as much as it bothers you, but
3: if it wasn't here, I would be perfectly fine with that. It, 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 it's, it's, I mean, paint's coming off the walls in here. It, 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 it's, it's, it's perhaps a tick stronger than I would like it to be. Well, I've got my little spray here. No, you do fine. Yeah. Actually, that that, that
2: smells good. Here, weird. have some. Is that lemon and sunshine? Something? Sunshine and lemons. All right. <laughs> <go>. And rainbows <laughs> and unicorns. I mean... I, I, right now, I feel like I'm licking a, a wood table that just got oh, bite and salt. Yeah. All right. I'm just busting Justin's. best. Just, uh, just. we're, we're good. We're fine. All right. We got the big hockey game tonight. We'll see who's fine between the pipes for the Golden Knights. Mm-hmm. That's the big drum roll tonight.
3: Yeah, it, it is. Uh, Logan Thompson goes off first for the Knights, and then Leonard tweets out that he told him to go off first, and then well, flurry goes off after that. But then Leonard again. Here's lets, the knuckleball. Yeah. Let's it be known that he told Flurry to go off first. And, but, but then Leonard stayed and worked out with the extras. It, it, normally, that would all indicate Flurry, but I, I don't know. I, I think it's, you know, we're going to find out when they come out half an hour before the game uh, uh, starts.
2: Is it a whole lot of nothing? Do you think the Golden Knights are a little too involved? with the gamesmanship stuff and the, we don't listen to outside noise, and then Robin Leonard's on Twitter, you know, I mean, and DeBoer in the Av Series, we shouldn't have even shown up. People say we didn't have a, you know, have a shot. I don't know. It's a lot of hooey to me. Show Uh, up and win a hockey game. uh, Gerard Gallant, the new coach of the
3: Rangers, agrees with you, Right. He he said as much. Oh, did he? I yeah. didn't see no, this. No, 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 no. What, what 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 was it? Now two two years ago? Yeah, Two two years
2: ago during the playoffs, he said as much, right? Yeah. He called he called the current coach. Oh yeah, yeah. The yeah. old clown thing. Yeah. I bet. Hey, listen, I'm all about what DeBoer did, playing Leonard, and making in-game adjustments, juggling lines. He deserves full margin no, no, he does to get it, to get the series back home. Even I'm serious. Yeah, no, no. I mean, he didn't turn the puck over behind the net in game no, three. No, no. So no. I give him credit. I just don't think the other stuff. I don't think it's necessary. I don't think so either. But I,
3: I, Pete thinks it. It is. He's he, he's the coach about the in games adjustments. Uh, God damn, I can't talk. Um, <laughs> I. I I agree with you that he, that he that he made a good switch there. I wouldn't have even started that way. I I, I, I like Alex Tuck, but he's not a center. He he did, and I I understand that they thought that he would give them the speed that Stevenson provides, but it, it, it just didn't work. I I, I like Nosick better to fill in in that spot. He's he's a center.
2: But the big development for the game itself tonight could be the return of Chandler Stevens, right. which In an odd way, he's a really good hockey player. But we talk about Vegas and, you know, how good are they down the middle. But Stevenson clearly has an impact on Stone and Pacioretty. But we talk about Chandler Stevenson around here like the guy's Gretzky. Well, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? No, no, I I, I get that.
3: But uh, of the people that are here, um, Stevenson, uh, you're right. Again, his speed allows stone and patch to have the space that they need to work some magic
2: so, so he may if he goes he's a game time decision right he may do something special himself yes but what you're really watching for are stone and patch to become two of the most noticeable guys on the ice and that has not been the case. Has not been
3: the case. But the last time we saw Patch Reddy, he was taking the puck to the net. I hope that that stays fresh in his mind and he decides to do that tonight. We've seen it before in the playoffs when he's taken to the puck to, to the net, Mr. Patch Reddy, and it has, it has been good results when he does that.
2: All right, Bruce Marshall, as good as it gets, of a fun chat with Bruce on hockey, hoops, baseball, and more. We'll take you to the top of the hour. Scott Farrell will join you on the network. On Vegas Hockey Headline locally, Golden Knights play-by-play man Dave Gosher is going to join us from New York where he's actually calling the Tampa Bay Series with the Islanders. So we got a lot of cool stuff still to come.
1: We are your official source for gaming, odds, and more. Accept no substitutes. They won't be around long anyway. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network
2: All right, back with you in Las Vegas, Sportsbook Radio, Brian Blessing, Stevie Slapshot. As always, thrilled to be with you on the Sports Grid Radio Network, Sirius 204 and AM 1400 KSHP here in Las Vegas. And we're always happy, Stevie, when Bruce Marshall from the legendary publication, The Gold Sheet, can join us. Hello, Bruce. How you doing, pal? Hey, pretty good, Brian. How are you? Outstanding. Fun stuff. We got the NBA we'll get to in a moment, but... It's a Golden Knights game day. What do you make of the game tonight? Best of three, Golden Knights with home ice advantage again.
4: Well, um, I, I think the story of uh, this series thus far, even though it, these games have turned into very close games the last few, but it's been uh, the penalty kill in Montreal, which has spilled back into the previous series. I mean, there are 25 straight penalty kills right now, so they are, uh, you know, they, have been, they have been outstanding. And that's, that's keeping this series close. I mean, Montreal's right in this thing. Um, the, the, the question will be tonight what uh, Pete DeBoer's going to do in gold. Does he go back with Leonard? I hadn't heard, but I wouldn't be surprised if he did. Um, and he had to come up big a couple saves on Sunday, or if Montreal gets hit 2 nothing in that game, the Canadians aren't going to lose. Uh, but this has been a lot tougher series. I thought this would be a tough series. I'm not sure all Vegas fans thought that, but Montreal's playing like it did early in the season. They're a really tight game. And it's interesting. Their coach isn't even there. Uh, he's he's in COVID protocol, so it's the assistant Luke Richardson there, and Ducharme is not. It's not going to be easy. Uh, night fans might think with what Tampa Bay did last night, maybe they could do the same thing tonight. And who knows? I didn't see that 8 nothing coming either
2: a touchdown, a two-point conversion of all things. Yeah, no. I mean, uh, it's funny because I was thinking the same thing, that Vegas could be a mini powder keg tonight. But the problem is, Bruce, and we've seen this, they go through these elongated droughts from the forward group, and that's what's always concerning. And the other thing that's the odd dynamic, I mean, they all know what time the game starts, but it seems to take Vegas a while to find their game. If they could come from the opening puck, honestly, I think the big adjustment, and it's it's just a hockey one-on-one thing, and that's play a dump and chase game. Get on them early, yep. get a lead, and then the other stuff will come. Vegas tries to get a little fancy with these guys, and one turnover, and Montreal's got it in the back of your net. Yeah, they play very well from in front, so it's key to get a lead on the Canadians,
4: although they, they did not hold the lead in game uh Board, and they did come back in game three. Uh, so it doesn't always hold, but that's generally been the rule with, with uh, Montreal. I think Chandler Stevenson might get back tonight. that would be a plus for the uh, Golden Knights uh, for sure, but uh, Montreal's been really played a very tight game here. I've been really impressed. I mean, you know, once that Colorado series kind of turned around, you could, you could sense the Avs are in trouble from about midway in game two. I am not getting that feel of Montreal here. Um, I, I don't think they're they're blinking at all. And uh, for, for large stretches, I mean, there's going to be stretches in each game where the Golden Knights are going to be able to apply that pressure that they're known for, and the four-check's going to work, and it's going to be in the opposite end of the ice most of the time. But not as—Montreal looks like it's holding its shape pretty well, and they're coming back. They're responding a lot better than Knights, to the Knights, I think, than, than Colorado did. And uh, this series is very much
3: up for grabs. I, I was going to ask you— um... Bruce, the the last game for Montreal, the late goal by McNabb and then the the overtime winner. It, it, I was thinking that might be a huge uh, punch to the gut. You you don't think that's going to be the case for Montreal coming in here?
4: It might be. I mean, it could be. I'm not. I'm. It's 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 possible. I mean, they were on the on the verge of being up three one, and all of a sudden now they lose home ice. But I get the feeling this team is just playing. They're 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 beyond where they thought it was going to be there they're playing with house money and they're loose and there's something, um, I, you know, I think guys like Weber, um, and price, um, probably think this is their last shot at this. And some of these other guys who have won, I mean, Corey Perry and, and, and them, you know, they've been around a long time and uh, Perry has, has won before the cup, but I mean, some of these other guys just might be their last go and I don't think they're going to blink. I, I just, this team seems to have some resilience about it that it, I didn't see in uh, Colorado, and uh, um, they're they're and it's mostly it's Weber and, and Petrie on defense too. They're just not they're not breaking down back there, and they're uh, you know they're tough to solve.
2: We'll see if the Canadians make any adjustments. I think they may go with uh, Alexander Romanov, the defenseman, get him back in the lineup. Had the big hit on Petrangelo earlier in the series. Maybe a mini adjustment for them, but it's been an intriguing chess match, Bruce. Um, and DeBoer, honestly, he deserves marks making the call on Leonard. But the in-game adjustments he made were impactful in the outcome of Game 4. Yeah, they started, uh, I mean, they were picking up
4: the last uh, 10 minutes or so of the game. I mean, you could tell they were really uh, 10, 12 minutes, and they were really they really got back into their game. And uh, the overtime, they did jump on, on Charlotte. That was important, too, because Price had won all of his overtimes uh, this year. Uh, they've been a really good overtime team. The last three games in this series uh, have been three-two, three-two, and overtime, and you know two-one and overtime. So I mean, this this is tight. So those little adjustments might make uh, a, a difference here. We will see. But I, I really think the Golden Knights, you know, they're going to have they sh- probably have a few chances on the power play. It would sure help if they converted one of those.
2: Well, the um, one thing they they did do. And I would watch for that again tonight. He didn't, they had a good power play, and as soon as it ended, they gave up a goal. But yeah. they were very effective for a change, and they had moved Petrangelo to the left point. And yeah. so he was kind of working on the near half wall, and that seemed to open things up. So I'd maybe look for that again tonight. The one thing, Bruce, the numbers are just idiotic. I mean, Vegas minus 235, you know, it's a lack of respect for the Canadians. But I will tell you this. The books fare very well when Vegas wins a game like that the other night when they win in overtime because so many people are playing Vegas on the puck line that a, yeah. and then the other people are swinging for the big price with the Canadians. When Vegas wins by the, a goal, I believe the books are smiling.
4: I agree, and I think you might get more of that tonight, especially with that big you know, 220 two twenty, two thirty price on the regular money line. So I'm I'm assuming they're going to get hit pretty heavy on the puck line here tonight, and uh, that will be interesting to see. This has been a really intriguing series, and I and I think the bottom line of it is I I I had talked to people before this thing started who thought this is this is a sweep, and this I mean Knights had won every game like Tampa Bay did last night, like it's going to be no contest, and uh, and I think a sober reminder to everybody that Montreal is you know can play and you know, they're, not, they're not showing up to get beat.
2: Hey, bud, the other so, series, the the Islanders got boat raised last night. You lose 8 nothing, you lose 2-1. counts as a game. I wonder if this one was not a bigger punch to the gut, but you got the great atmosphere, Nassau County Coliseum. Are the Islanders cooked, or do they got something tomorrow night? Uh, they
4: might have something. It's not going to be 8 nothing. Uh I think it's going to be a lower-scoring game again, and it, it's almost... It wasn't lower scoring in Game uh, 5 for sure, uh, but I think the actual story of this series is uh, Tampa Bay's defense, except for that one stretch in game three. I'm sorry, in game four in the second period when they give up the three goals in the second period. I mean, the Islanders have not gotten a lot of quality chances. They have not scored a lot of uh, goals. And we've seen this from uh, Tampa Bay in the past. Uh, we sure saw it in the in the bubble last year. We Dallas sure felt it. Um, in the finals, I mean, they can shut you down if they want. They can beat you in a variety of different ways. And uh, the Islanders simply not score enough goals.
2: It's a problem. He's our pal Bruce Marshall from the Gold Sheet. We'll talk NBA and baseball in the next segment. Hey, if you're coming to Vegas, don't forget, make your trip more enjoyable. Get yourself a mobile app and the STN mobile app. They get the sign-up bonus. No waiting in line. You don't get shut out. The in-game wagering. We'll be out doing the show Friday from Sunset Station with our buddy Chuck Esposito. If you're on the Strip, swing by see our buddy Tony Neville, who usually joins us in studio on a Tuesday. Tony, a little under the weather. Hope the big guy's feeling better. And we invite you to check out the Golden Circle Sportsbook and Sports Bar at Treasure Island on the Strip. Taking a brief time out, back with Bruce Marshall on Sportsbook Radio.
1: is such a harsh word let's just say non-sports grid listener instead
2: (laughs) on the home of the winning
1: edge this is the sports grid radio network
0: sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com
1: How would you rather feel? Lost in a sea of stats, averages, and injury reports? Just breathe, dude. Or swimming in the warm waters of confidence that comes from having the winning edge? We thought so. We are the Sports Grid Radio Network.
2: Brian Blessing, Stevie Slapchat. We're back with you here at Sportsbook Radio in Las Vegas. Bruce Marshall from The Gold Sheet, kind enough to check in with us and Bruce, let's get to the NBA. We got the Phoenix Suns, four and a half point favorites tonight. Total is two twenty two and a half. Am I wrong? I think that the Clippers threw their best shot at him the other night, and Phoenix may stomp on them tonight.
4: Yeah, hey, maybe. Uh, it's, it's possible. I, uh, no, no Chris Paul again. No Kawhi again. I think it's key that Marcus Morris plays. For the Clippers, uh, he's a lot more valuable guy to Tyloo's small ball stuff uh, than a lot of people realize because he can actually play defense against a bigger guy. So that would be in Aiton, and Aiton's actually played pretty well in the playoffs thus far. It's possible it could be. I, I, uh, I would expect. I'll talk about Tyloo for a second here. I, I'm, I've been slow to give him credit, and I'm changing my mind on him. I'm, I'm. I'm. I'm going to really say I, I like what Ty Lu has done. I think I've underrated him, and maybe because he's just soft-spoken and he, he doesn't, you know, sound all that forceful when he talks. But he's actually. I, I'm. Be, I've begun to think he is sort of a perfect coach for a, a, an NBA team with stars who don't like coaches who overcoach, who don't like guys getting in their face and yelling at them, and appreciate a guy who, when he steps in, like it's subtle and it's mostly a lot of defensive adjustments he knows these guys can score you set up a framework for your guys on offense and you let them deal you let them do with it. it it might not be in uh a coincidence that the one title lebron won in cleveland was when lou was the coach now if people say lebron was coaching well whatever i mean it, it, he didn't win one when mike brown was the coach or dave blatt was the coach there he won one with lou So Lou, soft-spoken as he is, he might actually be a proper sort of fit for the modern NBA. I would expect the adjustment he'll make tonight. uh, They were, he had his perimeter defenders, Beverly and them, just trying to jump uh, Devin Booker right as soon as he got across half-court. And um, that was a little risky, and, you know, know, he could get around screens there, then he's got a lot of room downhill. And then the Clipper defense is on its skates. I think Ty's going to pull his perimeter defenders back a little bit tonight, and he'll pick up more uh, across half court and not not by, right by the half court line. but will pull them back a little bit and not allow Booker that much room to get going downhill if he gets by them. That also, especially if Morris is limited some tonight, um, you know, it, it's, it puts a lot of pressure on their on Morris and Paul George and them when. Booker's coming at them after getting by uh, his defenders out there, so I think Lou's going to make that adjustment tonight. I think, they're gonna, I think they can play these guys. I think that game was close on Sunday, uh, and I think it's going to be close again tonight, I think. And uh, I will point out, though, you're right. Clippers have lost the first two games in both of their first two series, but I sense there's something different about this team. It may not manifest until their series is over, uh, but uh, this might be close again tonight.
3: How have the Clippers gotten this far, Bruce? The Of of the four, you know, Phoenix, Utah, Denver, and and the Clippers. I thought the Clippers were the worst of those teams. I thought they were kind of even with the Lakers, maybe a little bit better than the Lakers. But I'm surprised that they've gotten this far. How have they done it, Bruce? They've they've found something here, and I this
4: is where I'm going to credit Lou, because at this level, it's a very fine line. I think that that separates some of these teams, and that they sort of you know like to play with each other, and they they sort of have this just go for it. And a team sort of develops that Philadelphia didn't have, uh, the Clippers have got it. I mean, it, there's and it's it's just the way the personalities have meshed with this team. They've sort they've been able to circle the wagons without Hawaii. Now long-term, I mean, they got to get him back pretty soon. They're not going to win the whole thing unless he comes back. And I think the same thing goes for Phoenix without Paul. Um, but, um, there's enough pieces there. And I give Lou credit for putting guys in position where they can do it and not getting in, in their way. Um, some of these guys, are, I mean, Terrence Mann uh, has stepped up really nice. Morris has played pretty well. I mean, Batum. Um, you know, a lot of these guys have really stepped up and played awfully well. And I, I give Tyloo a lot of credit for that.
2: What do you make of Atlanta against the Bucks? Game one, Milwaukee seven, two twenty six and a half. Fun story. Young team doing some cool things. How about going against Milwaukee now? Yeah, I think Atlanta's
4: got some of that same mojo going here. Uh, and it's mostly because of Trey Young. He's a he's a basketball genius. Uh, he really is. I mean, he's the closest thing to Steph Curry we've seen since Steph a decade ago. Uh, and I'm not over – it's not exaggerating. I mean, he's he's getting, you know, up to where you can start to make some comparisons there, I think. Uh, and his supporting cast is pretty good. Um I You know, Milwaukee, yeah, they did pull that thing out against uh, Brooklyn. It, it was just a bumpy go there for them. Um, you know, too often, uh, Milwaukee just turns into Giannis and, and Middleton. And occasionally they'll get some help from Holiday. But the, too often, they don't get a lot of scoring from the other guys. Now, they can, you know, Lopez came up pretty big. It was a big block he had in the game uh, the other day. But they just don't, they haven't been uh, he didn't look all that smooth at all in that last uh, series. I think the total is way too high, by the way. This Atlanta series against Philadelphia really started to slow down, and I could expect this thing to go kind of the same. And uh, by the way, I mean, Nate McMillan, they, they award the Coach of the Year too soon in the NBA. They should wait till the playoffs are over. I mean, the job, this team wasn't going to make the playoffs. They were going to miss the playoffs. Uh, they were headed that way when they made that change on March one. And uh, since then, I mean, their record with uh, Nate has been uh, incredible. It's like 41-17, and something like that. I mean, um, give him all the credit in the world.
2: It's funny. I talked about the total in the first hour with Stevie, and usually I like game one in hockey series and basketball before they know and dislike each other. The teams kind of go for it, and I look for higher scoring hockey and basketball games. But I said to Stevie the same thing. I was looking at that total, going, I don't know. I think I think Milwaukee really tries to just focus on frustrating young, and it's a lower scoring game. Yeah, I mean it's
4: uh, the paces, and and that was not a fast paced series against Brooklyn either. Um, and uh, I think yeah, it turns into is, is he Sometimes these series, especially the Philly series, was like that with Atlanta. It really turned into a chess match with Doc and and, uh, and uh, McMillan. And it was a lot of it was how how Doc was was trying to deploy his guys against Young, how he could use Simmons against him. You know, weighing keeping Simmons on the floor when he really maybe really didn't want to, but but he knew he had to because he had to play defense on Trey. And then Trey sort of figuring out what to do and if he could get by. Simmons or who was ever guarding him out in the perimeter when when he's when he gets going into the paint there he's got that little floater he's got a great understanding with Capella and Collins those lobs have been devastating um, you know it's a handful so yeah I, I think the pace is going to be slower tonight uh, about, tomorrow night
2: how about the baseball wars Bruce what's caught your eye of late well um, Houston um, I saw
4: I was talking about Andy last night by the way and. Uh, we both were saying, you know what? I, I think something's going on with Houston good and uh, <laughs> beyond whatever happened a few years ago. But they are they are hitting the ball like crazy, and they're scoring about nine runs per game in this win streak, which is now at eight. They're getting some very good pitching from these guys. Uh, Fran Brevaldez came back, and once he got activated, uh, Garcia, Ortiz, Zach Greinke's going tonight, McCullers. Oh, I mean, they, they look good. Um, they're going to make – I think they're going to – you know, challenge Oakland all the way in the West. And right now when they're hot, this has been the year of streaks. A lot of losing streaks. But occasionally you see one of these hot streaks. And right now Houston's on once. Run line tonight at Baltimore, i go ahead and let even though it's 120, 125 minus. Go ahead and do it. I mean, uh, this, this looks like a mismatch again.
2: Funny thing is, Bruce, last night, I think it was over 10, had the over in the Houston game. And they're doing their part. It's 7 nothing, and they've got a team no-hitter going. And I'm telling you, the sky opened up, and they let them yeah. play in this monsoon. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. How do they not stop this game? They finally did. I'm like, well, maybe I'll get lucky, and the total will be a refund, and they won't be able to come back and play. I never went back to it, and, sure, and this was in the eighth inning. It was 7 nothing, and it ends up being a 10-2 final. I mean, Houston's just hitting the cover off the ball.
4: Yeah, we were worried. I mean, I had them on the run line. I mean, that could have scotched that too in Houston. Uh, but they did end up playing. But they were about ten minutes late putting that tarp on the field because the the, the it was, insane. was waterlogged by that point. It was know? a river. And it was. Uh, but they did about a half hour late. That's well. You live back there, you know. I mean, then weather blows through like that. Half hour later, it cleared up, and they finished uh, the game. But another, yeah, another ten runs scored for Houston. They are tearing the cover off the ball right now. And uh, the pitcher's not been bad, and it's a uh, Granky going tonight. Bruce got about a minute. You
2: getting a running start on football?
4: A little bit. I mean, I'm not rushing it though. I've got plenty of time to get in. I mean, this this stuff is going so uh, hot right now with the hockey and the basketball. Like we've talked before, it's different in June, having all this other stuff going on, and the soccer too, and the Euros. You know, uh, I'm I'm letting uh, football just kind of show up. A couple of thoughts. College though, one the supreme court ruling you could get the supreme court to agree on the same day as you know if it's tuesday <laughs> or wednesday and they rule nine nothing uh, on wow. the nc2a bad and the, the expanded playoff thing i'm not patting them on the back they should have done this years ago uh, uh it's going to happen in a few years and tv's the reason they could say everything that they want
2: about the student athletes it's money amen to that tell them about the gold sheet and all the cool stuff you'll be working on
4: yeah, thanks, Brian. Check us out on GoalSheet.com. We write up these NBA games for Goldsheet hoops every day still, plus picks every day. Hoops, hockey, baseball, and soccer. Goldsheet.com. my picks there. Also Vegas Insider VegasInsider.com.
2: He's the one, the only Bruce Marshall, a good friend from the goal Sheet. Bruce, we'll talk soon, but I really appreciate thanks. you taking a few minutes. Thanks, Brian. Talk to you later. All right. We're going to come back, Stevie and I. We got you hooked up. We'll get updates on the injury front. and. Just fire away on all things sports. We got hockey and hoops, playoff action finally action on TV again tonight. Last night was it bizarre. It was quiet. I- Yeah, t mobiles going to be a loud barn tonight, Stevie. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And I, uh, I again, the,
3: the one thing that concerns me about that, I hope the Knights themselves don't get caught up in it.
2: Play the road game, dump and chase. No, I'm all Forward about I'm all about that. Out of the gate, gain the red line, get it deep. And Mont- Montreal's gone them. I and Vegas is very, you know, remember. Vegas always says they love the second period. They've had good success in the second period. You know what they do? They do that's when the stretch pass works for Vegas. They catch teams on poor defensive line changes. Right. Or pairings coming off. Right. Montreal's been exposing Vegas. Montreal's been hitting the home run pass when Vegas changes their D throughout this series.
3: Okay. I I noticed that so much. I'll look for that tonight. See, see, what they. I, I well, it was I, I, the first
2: goal the other night coming off the power play at the end of the power play, and the overtime goal was a two zero break. Okay, that wasn't that Theodore pinching too much.
3: Yeah, it was, okay. it was a little too wide. Okay, so I, I again, I you know, I think teams ought to employ that flip thing more often. You, there, there's less likelihood of a icing. Um, the forward knows where it's going. The defenseman does not where. I, I I think that's a I, bet, I don't like stretch passes for the most part. The guy better be wide open for, for a stretch pass
2: for me. Otherwise, it's a turnover. I'm telling you, when you're looking at how to bet this game with that big number, I mean, it's Vegas on the puck line, which is plus a dollar twenty, or Montreal, if you think they can walk out of here with a win. But if you're looking for a plus price, Vegas has started slow. So, I'm just—I'm not saying which way I'm going. I'm kind of believing tonight. Maybe Stevenson comes back. Vegas really plays a 60-minute game. This could be a good—I believe—a good night for Vegas. Yeah. But if you're looking at a way to do this, you're not laying any—you know—laying the balloon number here. Montreal's a big plus price in the first period, and Vegas has started slow. They have it. I didn't even realize it was this bad. The first
3: they have given up the first goal eleven times in the playoffs, and only scored the first goal six times. So that, that and and yet, you know, here they are. Um, normally, if with those numbers, you don't get that far. Um, and
2: that's a great point because, you know, we've said this. You're knee deep in this. You're in the semis. Montreal's in the semis. You know, you think there's this massive disparity. We've said from day one, the number's stupid. But they've come this far, and you think throughout the run in this playoffs, I mean, they dodged a bullet against Minnesota. Minnesota had them groping at it for a while, right? Seven games. But then you have the Colorado series where you come home down 2-0, down a goal with five minutes to go in the third period. I mean, that's all she wrote. Yes. And Vegas gets two goals in 45 seconds. We have seen them countless times during the season do what they did in game four, be it pull the goalie, win it in overtime, or get a late goal with a guy like McNabb, of all people, right. who gets you to overtime. And then they throw a great shift in there and won it in overtime. I got to tell you, there are times you sit there and go, it's, it's not pretty. I think Vegas has always been around here. A victim of expectations, and I think maybe unfair expectations, and I think they're an exceptionally good hockey team. I think the belief is they're way better than they are. You know what I mean? Right. But their calling card is their resiliency, Mm -hmm. and they find ways to win when they're not playing their best. That's the mark of a
3: good team. True. True. Absolutely correct on all of that, and on the other side, again, I wonder what Montreal team shows up here tonight. That to me, now they've got a lot of veterans, and, and they, you know, they can overcome what happened to them um, in, uh, in the, the last game. But to me, that's a huge punch to the gut, and they don't have their coach. And I and I and I just wonder what Montreal team we get tonight. Did, do you did, does that
2: concern you at all? Or do you I think, think Vegas a is sitting on a big game. I really they have not played a sixty minute game yet. They have not. Now, game one was close. The, the goalie thing. Well, yeah, but, when, but sometimes when they play their best game, it's a nail biter, and they don't get it done. Um, I don't think Montreal can play better than they played in Game Four, and they didn't win. Correct. Uh, and, and it, so that's
3: my point, though, is that I think Montreal feels that way too. We, we played as good as we can play, and we lost. I, 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 I just wonder. Now, again, they've got a lot of veterans. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of leaning toward they'll be okay, but it also wouldn't surprise me if they come in here and, and, and aren't their best. And, and, and then, like, as you say, if Vegas gets the first one, they could run away with it. The them. margin for error is so thin
2: that, like the other night, and we know how the fans are in the social media thing. I play the game a little bit. I'm not, I'm not I'm not. getting into brawls with anybody. Yeah, it's, yeah. What purpose does it serve? Win. But the other night, you and I, at first, you thought no, but I pled my case to you on the goal that Leonard stopped that they reviewed. I think you can make a legitimate case. I assume that puck was in the net, that it was under his glove, and his glove was in the net. But by the letter of the law, you could not see the puck. So it was ruled no goal. I had somebody on Twitter go, you need new spectacles. I'm like, well, I ain't watching this with rose-colored glasses, man. I mean, that's this what I saw. Uh, but the Canadians' fans, and even the Vegas fans, chirping the refs a lot here. But in Montreal, they're up in arms about the refs. Yeah, they missed the high-sticking call on March or so on Perry. But then Carrier gets boarded from behind. That yeah. could have been a major. Yeah. Um I
3: thought Perry got pulled down a couple of times last game. I do game. think no Vegas calls. has gotten a little bit the better of the, better of the calls. Look, I got to tell you in in the NHL playoffs for me and this is in all series the refs have not been good. So I I I kind of get Montreal but man, you, you, you know what? You got to buck it up and you got to overcome that stuff. And I and, and I'm sure that's what their coaches tell them. You know, I I'm I'm <laughs> By the way, speaking of coaches, what, how come Trotz couldn't get? I, I, I don't think they were ever going to win that game, but I'm I'm surprised that they didn't show up at all. I thought Trotz, you know, would get them back in the game, and he wasn't able to do it. Did that surprise you at all, or no?
2: I think a game gets away from you, you're skating uphill, and it was just a perfect storm, but the Islanders were running around, in their own end, and it was just one of those nights, and. Then you get to the point point go, well, okay, this is pretty hopeless. Yeah. Then do you start exacting a physical toll for the next game? Are you cruising a little bit? Let me save some energy for the next game. I think it's a throwout. I mean, it's a win, and you move on. And that's what and I don't. I don't even know that he comes in and peels the paint off the wall. I think they come in there. They know. You know, okay. sometimes, sometimes you come in and you let them, you let it rip, and you let them have it. Mm-hmm. I think that's one of those. You just, it's, a, it's like a water off a duck's back. It's gone, and and in fact, his quotes are losing eight nothing is more than enough motivation for them to come home and okay. win game six. Well, I think the the thing with a coach, be it the NBA or a manager in baseball, or a hockey coach, you know, these guys are like. They have to be half Dr. Phil out there, yeah, yeah. try to get between the ears of these guys and a message that resonates and doesn't get tuned out. And sometimes you yell at them when they don't deserve it, and sometimes you let them off the hook when they do deserve it.
3: I think good coaches know their teams, so so they know when they need to lay into them, and they know when they need to back off. Um, not all coaches are able to figure that out, but the good coaches do, I believe.
2: I'll tell you, the guy that we'd be... You say worrisome, which is scary because he's the guy that's gotten them here. But after you get shelled like that, you need Varlamov to come up big early, right? I mean, yeah. it's like Leonard coming off the long shelf. the other. He made a big save on a wrist shot from the high slot. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, that calmed him down. He made a huge save. And that was an early shot. And that goes in, all of a sudden you start thinking a little bit. So... I think Varlamov's got to stand tall early in that game tomorrow.
3: Yeah, I I think he'll be okay. You you got to go with your best guy. He's their best guy. Um, he's been pretty damn good all season long. I I I trust him uh, to to come up good uh, for them.
2: You know, in a weird way, you know, you're saying at home the road team wants to survive. I think for the Islanders, they would do a cartwheel if they could get out of the first period scoreless. Yeah. You know, and then yeah. now. Okay, we've slowed them down. Right. All right. Now it's kind of our game we're playing again. And, yeah. and that is a real between the years thing, the first period of that game tomorrow. Yeah. Well, the, the Islanders and,
3: and, and Montreal, both are teams that want to try to score first, right? But the longer, if, if it's 0 0, the longer it stays 0 0, the better chance they have. They're not, they're not a high scoring team, they, they want to keep it close. And, uh, and and pick up something at the end, but if they can score first, even better. But, yeah, the longer they hang around, you know, they've
2: got a chance. Yeah, I'm looking at this bars all hit. Uh-huh. And I am a knuckle-dragging Neanderthal. Yeah.
3: I... How many teeth is Ruda missing today? Do
2: you yeah. But, I mean, his hands were still close together. He did get his stick up. I don't know. I think I don't think he gets a game. I think he gets the five thousand dollar fine. Probably, probably just a suspension. I mean, we've seen some pretty egregious stuff in the postseason.
3: Uh yes, we have. Yes, we have. I I don't I don't I don't want to start.
2: Oh, by the <laughs> way, the one guy—it's funny—they'll never let him live it down. The one guy's Furlat, the one referee tonight, the guy that was the ref in Game Seven, up in San Jose. Oh, okay. the five-minute major, and, and okay. this guy boomerangs back. Yo. Know, and Elvin never forgets that one. Uh, no, I, 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 don't know what. I'm not.
3: I'm not happy with the refereeing, but I. I don't know how to fix it. I don't think it's going to get fixed.
2: I say, let him play. Yeah, I don't like that,
3: but that's whatever. And 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 Bettman obviously has. The, that's the edict from the from the league office. Well, otherwise, this this,
2: you know, they'd be changing it. Well, how many times have we had this discussion with folks around here? The games are different. Oh no, they're not. I mean, yeah, they are. The games are played differently. The games are officiated differently. The thing you need is the message needs to be sent to the players how the game is being called. You can't sit there and let the hits from behind. Well, you should never let that go. But you can't let the borderline hits go all game long and then... With seven minutes to go, call a ticky tag foul. So
3: I think that's part of the problem with with referees being so bad. They, they pocket the whistle, pocket the whistle, pocket the whistle, and then blow something that it, it absolutely is a penalty, but it, it's a call that they should have made on. on the, I, I, to me, it, it
2: the, follow the rule book at all times. You know, and then and then you can't make a mistake. All right, Sportsbook Radio. Tomorrow, Kenny White's going to join us. That's going to be good fun. Really talk about power ratings. And there's a guy that knows what he's talking about when it comes to power ratings. As we start to really start swinging into football a little bit, that's going to be good fun. Hey, downtown at the Golden Nugget, you got the great concerts that are back. you got the Saltgrass Steakhouse, our buddy Tony Miller with the mobile app. Things are jumping downtown. And they've got the, the Lady Summer Getaway Package. A lot of cool things. Go to GoldenNugget.com to see what's shaking downtown at the Golden Nugget. we got some work to do. Stevie's going to update the injuries for us, take you to the top of the hour. Scott Farrell will join you on the network. Dave Gosher's going to join us on Vegas Hockey Hotline locally.
1: Sometimes winning just comes down.
0: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
1: expert. Not just anybody, but someone who's been right on the money before. So when it comes to gaming odds and the ball, you've come to the right place. You're listening to the Sports Grid Radio Network.
2: Alright, we're heading to the top of the hour on Sportsbook Radio. Scott Farrell's going to join you on the network. Locally, Vegas Hockey Online, KSHP.com. Dave Gosher, the Golden Knights play-by-play man who is actually calling the Islanders Tampa series just flew from Tampa to New York he's going to join us so we'll dive into both series with Dave Gosher on Vegas Hockey Helen let's update the injuries, Stevie because there's a lot
3: all right we'll start with Major League Baseball Brian this just in for Toronto George Springer with that quad injury activated off of the IL he's in the lineup tonight against Miami uh, Cincinnati playing Minnesota this afternoon. Joey Votto served a one-game suspension after being ejected on Sunday. And uh, for Minnesota, Josh Donaldson with the calf is sitting his fifth straight game. Uh, for the Los Angeles Dodgers, Mack Muncy is expected to be in the lineup tonight, uh, coming off the I.L. with the oblique. And uh, Cody Bellinger will come off the I.L. tomorrow for the Dodgers uh, with a hamstring injury and uh, be in the lineup. In the NHL tonight, Jake Evans, concussion. He'll miss his eighth straight game tonight against Vegas. Give him the big one. And for Vegas. Uh, uh, Chandler Stevenson, also with a concussion. Game time decision, according to Pete DeBoer. I'm leaning probable. Uh, In the NBA, Chris Paul. COVID protocols out tonight against the Clippers. For the Clippers, Kawhi Leonard out tonight with the knee. Uh, Marcus Morris, officially questionable with the knee for the Clippers. I'm leaning probable with him. That's it, Brian.
2: Lots of work for Steve. He does the injuries for Don Best. And... It is keeping him busy. Hey, we got the Travelers this week on the PGA Tour. We'll have a golf preview for you tomorrow. Kenny White's going to join us. Mark Lawrence as well. Don't forget the mobile app over at the Superbook at the Westgate. Jeff Sherman does a great job. Jay Cornegate, the entire team there. A lot of cool offerings for the golf each and every week on the mobile app. In the Super Contest, they'll be taking entries on July 1st. Yes, indeed. Football's coming, and it's coming fast. We've got Vegas Hockey Hotline locally with Dave Gosher, our guest, and Scott Farrell coming up at the top of the hour on the Sports Grid Radio Network in Sirius Channel 204. Have a great day, folks.